Welcome to VoiceOver Work and Audiobook Sampler. Where do you listen? I'm Russell, founder of Newton Media Group, and today is December 29th, 2022. Your habits influence how you think, behave, act, and decide different things in life. They're crucial to the quality of your life. This is why it's essential to know how to develop good habits in alignment with your desired lifestyle and goals. So says author Scott Allen in his new audiobook, Empower Your Best Habits. And today, we present the chapter-by-chapter -chapter preview of his book. Thanks for joining us today. Part 1. The Science of Habit Formation Wouldn't it be great to be gifted? In fact, it turns out that choices lead to habits. Habits become talents. Talents are labeled gifts. You're not born this way. You get this way. Seth Godin Chapter 1. How to Develop a Habit There's no influence like the influence of a habit. Gilbert Parker Your habits influence how you think, behave, act, and decide different things in life. They're crucial to the quality of your lifestyle and overall well-being. This is why it is essential to know how to develop good habits in alignment with your desired lifestyle and goals, because only by building the right habits can you live a joyful, prosperous, and fulfilling life. What is habit formation? All of your behaviors become patterns. You don't think twice before performing most of your actions. That is how a habit forms and patterns are established. The process through which a certain behavior becomes permanent and automatic in your life is called habit formation. You can form a habit unconsciously without consciously intending to develop it, but you can also deliberately cultivate it. When a specific behavior shifts to autopilot mode, it becomes your habit because it does not demand conscious attention. Some people also confuse a routine with a habit. A routine involves repeated behavior but it may or may not be in response to a deep-seated impulse, as in the case of a habit. A habit is strongly associated with an impulse or an urge to do something. If you wash the dishes just because they're dirty, and it's a chore you must do without feeling a powerful sense of craving, it is a routine, not a habit. The Habit Loop and Habit Formation Comparison Two terms often discussed regarding habits are habit formation and habit loop. Let's distinguish between the two. Habit formation is the entire process through which a behavior or an act goes through different rounds in your life and then attains a permanent status. On the other hand, a habit loop is a cycle that contains the components involved in forming a habit. When repeated over time, the elements in a habit loop form a habit. Hence, a habit loop is a cycle that, when played continuously, leads to habit formation. The following are the components of the habit loop. Reminder or trigger or cue. This is what triggers the onset of a habit and reminds you to engage in it. It can be an object, time, place, feeling, person, event, or even an amalgamation of a couple of these factors. 
The reminder tells your brain to move into autopilot mode and which habit to pull out to engage in. If you have a habit of sleeping at 9 p.m., you'll start feeling drowsy closer to 9 p.m. In this case, time is the habit's reminder. Routine or behavior. This refers to how you engage in a particular habit. It can be emotional, physical, or a combination of the two. If you go for a 10-minute stroll in your garden while humming a tune before every meal, that's the routine for your pre-meal walk habit. Reward. This is the outcome of engaging in a particular habit. Just as humans are social creatures, they are also somewhat greedy creatures. We only engage in behaviors regularly when they promise us... Chapter 2. How to Break Bad Habits A habit cannot be tossed out the window. It must be coaxed down the stairs a step at a time. Mark Twain The habit change process isn't complicated or challenging. It is, however, one that demands consciousness and thoughtfulness. People often struggle with breaking bad habits and bringing positive ones in their place due to faulty approaches. Let's resolve this problem in this chapter. You cannot break a bad habit. Is this true? Can you not break a bad habit? Well, the simple fact is, you cannot break a bad habit, at least not entirely. That doesn't mean you cannot replace it. The reality is that you cannot eliminate a bad habit. You have to replace it. A bad habit is also very sticky. But even though you can replace it, the memory of your bad habit sticks around until you need it again. Every habit you have, good or bad, exists in your life for a reason. All your habits, even the bad ones, benefit you in one way or another. At times, as in the case of drug abuse, smoking, or alcoholism, the reward is biological. Sometimes the reward is emotional, as is the case of being in a toxic relationship. In other cases, bad habits, such as pulling your hair, biting your nails, or clenching your jaw are coping mechanisms we use to handle stress. All these benefits extend to smaller bad habits, too. The practice of checking your text messages every time you pick up your phone may make you feel connected to the world around you. Simultaneously, checking those emails ruins your focus, productivity, and peace of mind. However, if you don't do that, you get an intense wave of FOMO the fear of missing out, so you engage in that practice repeatedly. Since bad habits come with some benefits or obvious perks, it is not easy to ditch them, which explains why when someone asks you to just stop smoking or stop being lazy or stop eating junk food, you can't just do it. The good news is that there's a way through this challenge. Instead of breaking a bad habit, Focus on replacing it with another habit. The key to breaking habits. Naturally, something that has developed over time won't be easy to let go of. You have to be tactful in detaching yourself from it. This is where habit replacement comes into play. A bad habit leaves when you find a substitute for it. This time around, however, you need to make a very mindful and deliberate decision. 
you have to pay attention to bringing in a habit that has the following two characteristics. Yields the same, similar, or even better reward as the bad habit you wish to change. We only build habits that bring us some rewards. To kick out a bad habit from your life for good, you need a replacement that makes you feel the same way. With that bad habit gone out of your life, you will crave it. Say you decide to stop smoking. Every time that you're not smoking, especially when you experience the trigger for the habit of smoking, you'll get a strong urge to smoke. You'll miss the feeling brought on by holding a cigarette. Importantly, you'll miss the rewarding feeling of stress relief, or whatever you sought from smoking. That feeling will compel you to resume smoking, causing you to rebound. To ensure that... Chapter 3. How to Build a Sustainable Sticky Habit Positivity is like a muscle. Keep exercising it, and it becomes a habit. Natalie Massenet just like a muscle grows bigger and stronger with proper exercise, the continual practice of a specific action turns this action into a habit when you work on it consistently. This is the key to habit building, taking action with the intent to develop a new skill. After discussing how to improve bad habits, let us develop good ones. First, it's essential to understand the need to build good habits. The Need for Good Habits why do you brush your hair before going to work? The obvious answer is that it makes you look presentable. Now, let me ask you another question. If you have a habit of working out regularly, why do you do it? It's most likely because it gives you a more robust and leaner body and keeps you physically and mentally fit. Both the practices I mentioned above have one or more positive effects on your life, and that's why you continue to perform them daily. Like bad habits, good habits also have rewards, usually better ones. They add convenience, value, structure, joy, productivity, quality, and abundance to your lifestyle. All of us want to be and live a certain way. Some of us aspire to fitter bodies. Others may want to be more prosperous. Some may want to be more disciplined at work, while others want to experience more profound peace of mind. Everything we wish for can be ours, only if we build the proper habits targeted toward these outcomes. That is the power of positive habits. They take you closer to your desired reality and help you live a more meaningful life. How to Build Good Habits Good habits infuse a lot of productivity, fulfillment, and energy into our lives. Here's how you can create these powerful effects through habit formation. Think of the result or impact you want to experience in your life. Do you want to become healthier, wealthier, happier, more productive, spiritual, or successful in your business? It's crucial to determine the exact outcome you want. Only then can you identify the proper habits to build in order to achieve the desired result. Once you've determined the desired result, decide on the habit you wish to build. If you want to be healthy and physically fit, do you want to work out daily? Or do you want to start eating fresh fruits regularly?
if high productivity is what you're looking for, do you want to write 3,000 words daily for your book? Sometimes figuring out the exact habit you need to develop to achieve the anticipated outcome can be difficult. In that case, you can find a couple of practices you need to build. For instance, to be healthy, you can create the habits of exercising, drinking more water, sleeping well, and eating a healthy diet. However, it's best to begin with one habit at a time, because it makes it easier to adjust to the new routine you're trying to bring into your life. Think of that habit and why you must incorporate it into your life. Reflect on its meaning in your life and the rewards it brings forth. If you want to exercise daily, list the physical, mental, and emotional health benefits of working out. The be Chapter 4. Habits and Willpower There's nothing you can't accomplish if you get the habits right. Charles Duhigg our lives are the direct result of all the habits we've developed over time. Whether the habit is filling your bowl full of M&Ms while working at your desk, or checking your emails while running on the treadmill, your habits have shaped you into who you are right now. A key term, often mentioned frequently when it comes to habit change, is willpower. What is your willpower, and what role does it play in the entire habit-building process? a magical potion named willpower. Many of us firmly believe our lives would become awesome if we had more willpower. With more self-control, we could all exercise for an hour daily, avoid smoking, be more productive, save more for retirement, and achieve all our noble goals. A survey conducted by the American Psychological Association on Stress Ask the participants the number one reason for not being successful in achieving a healthy lifestyle. 27% responded that the lack of self-control was the biggest hurdle to that process. Respondents also believe willpower is a learned behavior and that they could build better willpower if they had more time for themselves. However, they also thought that willpower doesn't automatically grow when you have more time in the day. According to research, a lack of willpower is not the primary reason we cannot actualize our goals. Three more elements you need to bring about the anticipated changes in your life include 1. Establishing the motivation for the habit change along with a clear, concise goal. 2. Monitoring your behavior and performance targeted towards that particular goal. And lastly, 3. Working on shaping your willpower. According to the research results, willpower is quite an integral part of the equation, but it's not the only necessary element. Willpower is your ability to resist something in the face of temptations. Every time you try to stick to your plan of implementing a habit change, you experience some resistance. The resistance could be an ill feeling, the temptation to do something that feels easier or more enjoyable, or a period of demotivation. You must manage those temptations and frictions to achieve your desired goal. That is what your willpower helps you do. Psychologists Angela Duckworth, Grit, and Martin Seligman, Learned Optimism, 
both PhDs and working at the University of Pennsylvania, discovered that individuals with better self-control tend to lead better lives. They conducted research that involved assessing the ability to exercise self-control in 8th graders. They assigned a task to students, giving each student the option of receiving $1 immediately after completing the assignment or $2 the following week. Those who chose to wait for a week to receive an extra dollar reported having better grades, higher standardized test scores, and better attendance. They also got into better high school programs. How does your willpower affect you? Regulating your willpower is the purview of the prefrontal cortex, which is a part of your brain that evolved later than many other brain regions. The prefrontal cortex is the part... Chapter 5. Six Habit Myths Busted. Bringing about a habit change tends to be a tricky process. It is that way because we keep allowing certain myths to fool us. Like everything else, there are certain myths centered on habits as well. In this chapter, we will tackle six of the most notorious habit myths and debunk them to give you a chance to push your way forward toward building the most empowering habits for success, health, wealth, happiness, and abundance. Habit myth number one, lack of willpower leads to building bad habits. When most of us fail to eliminate our bad habits, we usually blame it on our weak willpower. About one-third of the people in the U.S. believe they don't have the necessary self-control to achieve their objectives. Around one-fourth find it challenging to stick to their diet regimen due to their laziness. While you may think your lack of self-control is why you hardly ever achieve your goals, the truth is far from that. Almost 50% of the tasks we execute daily are chores we do unconsciously. This means we act without thinking very much. Studies also show that those with high self-control are not battling their temptations 24-7. They rely more on good habits that keep them on the right track. Thus, self-control is a mere illusion of a bedrock of different habitual patterns. Once the patterns become habitual over time, you find it easy to follow them, and that's how your self-control grows. So struggling to wake up early for work daily or failing to save money is not something you should blame on weak self-control. Habit myth number two, apps can help you improve your behaviors. Apps have attained quite a permanent status in our lives. We have an app ready at our disposal for everything we want to achieve, be it meditating, eating healthy, practicing intermittent fasting, tracking daily expenses, or even journaling our thoughts. Since they're so easy and convenient to use, many people believe apps can undoubtedly help us build and improve different behaviors. Book Lover, My Fitness Pal, Fitbit, and other similar apps are well known for improving people. At a base level, apps help you monitor what you're doing. Monitoring your behavior enables you to identify your shortcomings and track your performance, but it does nothing much in yielding permanent behavior change. Scientists believe there is a substantial gap between 
recording information, and carrying out a noticeable behavior change. If you are not doing something meaningful about a specific habit and only focusing on monitoring yourself, it won't produce any lasting and remarkable effect. Hence, it's wise not to rely on apps to change your unhealthy behaviors. You can use them to track your performance, but do not expect them to improve you in a fortnight without much effort. Habit myth number three. It always takes 21 days to build a habit. The idea that you can build or break a habit in only 21 days stems from a book on habits by Maxwell Maltz. Many self-help books vow you can fix your money issues, get a leaner body, and ditch smoking in only three weeks. Yes, it takes about 21 days to get accustomed to a... Part 2. Health Habits Good habits are the key to all success. Bad habits are the unlocked door to the failure. Og Mandino Chapter 6. The Sleeping Habit I love sleep. My life tends to fall apart when I'm awake, you know? Ernest Hemingway I don't know about you, but this is certainly a sentiment many people share. Good sleep is something many of us yearn for. And it's also something we often don't get a lot of in this modern age of busy people. No, it's not because of some sleep deprivation virus spreading around. Poor sleep or lack of sleep does boil down to poor sleeping habits, which many of us are guilty of. This part of the book focuses on the many self-care habits you can build to better care for yourself and become physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy. The Need to Sleep Well According to the American Association of Sleep, adults need anywhere between 7 and 9 hours of sleep to function optimally. If you sleep for fewer hours than that, it slowly deteriorates your physical and mental health. Here's what sleeping well daily does for you. It boosts your immune system. It keeps your gut healthy and prevents you from getting sick often. It helps you maintain a healthy body weight. It reduces stress. It improves your emotional well-being and mood. It improves your concentration. It enables you to think clearly and practice good problem-solving. It helps you to feel fresh and active throughout the day. It reduces the likelihood of developing health issues such as heart problems and diabetes. For all these reasons... And to be a better person for the people around you, sleeping well is essential. We cannot deny that we tend to become a ticking time bomb when we're in a bad mood due to poor health and dysfunctional mental cognition. Now, here's how you can build the habit of sleeping well. How to build the habit of sleeping well. If you have trouble sleeping soundly at night and constantly get up many times, during the six to nine hours you need to be sleeping and dreaming, it's evident you haven't worked on building the sleeping habit. Don't worry. With this book by your side, you can quickly build this habit. Here are the essential mini-habits you need to start working on to get quality sleep daily. Plan your day the night before. Many of us make the mistake of planning our next day when it starts. You start your day thinking of what to achieve, 
which consumes most of your energy and time, even before starting your tasks for the day. Since planning takes up time from the actual chores, you later have to make up for them by sacrificing your sleep. Things would become more manageable if you started planning your day the night before, ensuring you could crawl into your bed on time. This also lets you plan for bedtime, so you drift asleep immediately. To build this habit, here's what you must do. Every night before your bedtime, schedule in 15 minutes and sit somewhere quiet. Take your journal and think about what you must do the next day. Put down all your deliverables, the priority tasks, along with a clear schedule for what time you intend to do them. Go through the activities several times to ensure you don't miss anything important. Set the alarm or notification. Chapter 7. The Eating Well Habit We are our own potters, for our habits make us, and we make our habits. Frederick Langbridge Do you think the word health is self-explanatory, and we overthink what it means to be healthy? Do you have an explanation of human well-being? Or do you also think that committing to diets like keto or carb cycling is the best approach? New diet concepts have caused a whole lot of confusion for people. When asked about fitness, you come up with descriptions you read on social media and never view the question from a layman's perspective. Don't you think there should be some simple reasoning that anyone can make sense of? Before you form your judgment, you must know why a healthy intake is essential. By the time you'll see the outcome of acquiring healthy eating habits, you'll have your definition and answer. Why do I need to make healthy food choices? Food is one of the most important tools for a life lived well and long. This means food directly impacts your life. A proper diet gives you the strength to manage your mental health, fight diseases, and shape your body. Chronic diseases, depression, and obesity are common because of poor nutrition. These outcomes are all interconnected because they emerge from a single cause. If you fix it, you'll overcome these problems and lead a fulfilling life. How to Improve Eating Practices the problem isn't your cravings. Your negligence fuels your cravings. You don't discipline yourself and end up overfilling yourself with non-nutritious food. The challenge is to prioritize what to eat and when to eat. Consider the following initiatives to kickstart your journey towards better eating. Plan your meals ahead of time. It saves you from confusion and time wastage when deciding what to eat. When you have a specific plan, you anticipate the experience of having it while working. Your mind automatically prepares you for the meal and gives you the determination to stick to it. In short, it keeps you from getting carried away with thoughts of unhealthy food. Also, ensure you have the ingredients for your meal. Otherwise, it becomes disappointing. Nobody likes changing plans at the last moment. Plan a weekly nutritional meal chart. Sit and jot down your favorite healthy foods and make a good grocery list. 
buy all your ingredients in a single shopping trip and schedule your meals. This way, you'll know what you'll have for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you set yourself up to prepare it better. Also, keep in mind the importance of every meal timing. Your breakfast starts your day, so it should provide plenty of energy. It's advisable to choose protein and fiber and not ruin breakfast with high-fat or calorie foods. Have a moderate lunch, including the rest of the nutrients, and always take a light dinner. By light, either limit your portion size or take easy-to-digest foods. Steamed vegetables with grilled chicken would be a great option. Pack from home what you need for each day. Taking lunch from home gives you more control over your available food choices. When you take some... Chapter 8. The Exercise and Fitness Habit The trick to success is to choose the right habit and bring just enough discipline to establish it. Gary Keller and Jay Papasan A physically fit body allows you to carry out your routine chores effectively and live a healthy life. Sleep and a good diet certainly contribute to your physical and mental health. Exercise plays a vital role in the equation. As much as we understand the importance of exercising, not many of us do it regularly. Self-care involves giving your body the necessary care, which happens best when you move around sufficiently and stay active. Sadly, many of us live sedentary lives characterized by low mobility, more reliance on technical gadgets, and now working from home, courtesy of COVID-19. As relaxing as this lifestyle may sound, it is detrimental to your health and well-being. Why build the habit of exercising? Exercise helps you stay fit and active. It improves your agility and mobility, thereby improving your quality of life. Here's how the habit of exercising regularly adds value to your life. It boosts cognitive health. It improves heart health. It reduces the risk of diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart problems. It strengthens your immune system. It clears mental and brain fog. It alleviates stress, anxiety, and depression. It improves your emotional and mental well-being. It increases your stamina and physical strength. It helps you manage your weight and better manage obesity-related conditions. It improves your efficiency and overall productivity. If you want to reap all these benefits of exercise, it's time to build an exercise habit. How to build the exercise habit. My goal is to simplify things for you. While exercising may seem like a tedious activity or something you need to put in much effort for, you can build a habit by focusing on a few mini-habits. Set a fixed time daily. Just like you need to understand the cue of a habit to replace it, you need to set an alert for building a new habit. Habits grow well when fed with punctuality. When you do a specific task at a fixed time every day, it will soon become habitual. Right at 5 p.m., you would want to have your evening tea, 
or meditate if those are the habits you have anchored to that time. The same applies to building the habit of exercising. Use time as a cue to trigger this habit so that you feel the urge to exercise every time the clock strikes 6 p.m. or 8 a.m. Here's what you need to do. Find a convenient time you can dedicate to exercising. Choose a time when you don't have anything pressing to do. Make sure to pick a time when you can dedicate about 10 to 15 minutes, if not more, to exercising. It could be in the morning, noon, afternoon, or evening. Late evening and night are not ideal, because exercising close to bedtime puts you in a hyper mode that disrupts your sleep cycle. Stick to this time daily by setting up alarms and reminders and leaving sticky notes around the house. Start with this. Chapter 9. The Water Habit About 60% of the human body is water. Water also forms the essential component of about 90% of our body's vital functions and processes. This makes staying hydrated vitally important. When your water levels drop, you become dehydrated, which brings about many problems. This chapter talks about why and how to build the habit of improving your water intake. Why drink more water? Mild dehydration of as little as 2% affects your mood, reaction time, memory, energy levels, and concentration. Adding only a few glasses of clean drinking water improves your mood, emotions, cognition, and overall physical health. Here are 10 reasons why you must drink more water. 1. It improves brain health, cognition, and memory. 2. It promotes smooth digestion that improves your gut health. 3. It increases the circulation of oxygen in your brain especially to your brain, which improves your overall energy levels. 4. It keeps your stomach full, leading to a feeling of satiation that, consequently, helps manage hunger cravings, thereby allowing you to manage your body weight. 5. Cartilage in the human joints is 80% water, hence you lubricate your joints by staying hydrated. 6. Drinking more water regulates your overall body temperature. 7. Increased water consumption dilutes the minerals in your urinary tract, which in turn decreases the risk of kidney stone formation. 8. Sufficient water intake maintains a balance in vital minerals such as sodium, potassium, and others that your heart needs for optimal functioning. 9. Improving your water intake strengthens your body's natural detoxification systems that eliminate harmful substances and wastes from your body through bowel movements, breathing, urination, and perspiration. 10. Mild fluid losses alone can lead to brain contraction from the skull, resulting in migraines and severe headaches, so drinking more water prevents and manages headaches effectively. For all these reasons, it's important to start drinking more water. 
you should consume around 8 to 10 glasses of water daily. How to increase your water intake? Working on the following mini habits will help you stay hydrated. Create the hydration mindset. Start with building the hydration mindset. What is that, you may ask? Like a growth mindset makes you think about growing yourself and not limiting your potential, a hydration mindset focuses on keeping yourself well hydrated throughout the day. The first step to achieving any goal is to build the right mindset. In this case, you need to set the intention to start drinking more water. Setting an intention alerts your subconscious and makes it embrace that suggestion. Once your subconscious accepts something, it incorporates it into your belief system. As soon as something becomes a part of your belief system, it influences... Part 3. Wellness and Thinking Habits Get on a daily routine. Working is a process, not a product. Success comes from the word succeed, Latin, to undergo. You must keep moving. Nicoletta Baumeister Chapter 10. Wellness and Thinking for Better Life Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Benjamin Franklin Good habits often promote wellness in life. Everything we do and say, our minor actions and thoughts, all connect to the habits we've developed over time. Our repetitive behaviors have led to actions becoming our habits, and later on, our lifestyles. Working on your wellness and thought process is the key to living a healthy and thriving life. Here's an analogy that will help you understand the importance of this. To grow beautiful plants and flowers, you need to provide them with the right amount of sunlight, sufficient water, and fertile soil, and nurture them as well. You won't get gorgeous flowers if you don't do that right. Likewise, to be physically fit, mentally strong, and genuinely happy from within, you have to focus on your wellness and thinking habits. If you struggle with thinking straight, have a cluttered state of mind, and strive to improve your emotional well-being, this part of the book will prove immensely helpful. How Wellness and Thinking Habits Affect Us A considerable part of negativity in our life comes from our toxic habits. We want to focus on our wellness, but the habits we've built over time do not yield those results. Wellness focuses on our well-being and building healthy habits that help us become physically and mentally fit. That's how you can thrive in your life. Deep thinking also has a vital role to play in this equation. When you think sincerely and rationally, you become more aware of yourself and your life. With that information, you understand what you need to improve on and start working on building habits conducive to wellness. Let's discuss the habits you need to work on to promote wellness and deep thinking. The Early Riser one of the most productive habits of keeping yourself well is waking up early in the morning. An early bird always gets the worm is an old saying that reminds us of the benefits of waking up early. 
Below are the steps you can take to build the habit of being an early riser. Allow yourself to sleep earlier. Early to bed, early to rise, keeps a person healthy, wealthy, and wise. Most of us have heard this proverb throughout our lives, from nursery school, college, and beyond. Sleeping early will give your body and mind enough time to recover for the next day. One cannot work efficiently and productively if they're tired. Sleeping at 10 p.m. and rising at 6 a.m. gives you at least eight hours of good sleep for the upcoming day. You'll be active, fresh, and energized before your daily work and chores begins. Put your alarm clock far from your bed. Keeping the clock on your bed or bedside table makes it reasonably easy to turn the alarm off or snooze once it starts ringing, even doing so unconsciously. This leads to waking up late, being late for work or school. Chapter 11. The Meditation Habit Many of us are in the habit of thinking of multiple things simultaneously, a phenomenon called the monkey state of mind that describes our habit of jumping from one branch of thought to another, similar to how a monkey constantly leaps from one tree branch to another. When you have multiple thoughts on a loop, you find it hard to focus on just one thing. Many times, these thoughts pertain to your past or the future. You're either stressed about something that happened some days ago or many years before, or you're worried about some concern regarding the future. Either way, you're not living in the present moment. The only thing certain in your life is the present moment. Nothing else is for sure. Sadly, so many fail to embrace the gift that is present, which is why we feel so frustrated, distraught, and unable to think clearly. Our wellness and the ability to think positively largely depends on our ability to live in the present. You can nurture this ability in many ways, but practicing meditation is one of the best ways. Earlier on, we described meditation briefly. Let's dive into it in more detail in this chapter. The Power of Meditation Meditation brings forth a whole lot of goodness. Firstly, and most importantly, it instills a sense of mindfulness. What's mindfulness, you ask? I mentioned earlier how we often wander off in thought and may be doing things without focusing on the present moment. You may have noticed how you may be reading an email or making coffee, but worrying about something else. Perhaps there is an important upcoming meeting that feels intimidating, or you may be stressing about how to pay the bills this month, or there may be a gazillion other worries. While behaving that way, we also tend to be overly critical and judgmental of the experiences we have in the present moment. You may want to try recording a song, but you continue being skeptical about it since you doubt yourself or are scared of how your family will receive it. You may want to talk to a new co-worker, but you may judge her too since you've heard some nasty rumors about her. We keep basing our opinion on different life experiences and moments based on our preconceived notions and fears. Even when we want to experience our lives fully, we don't do so because we're not living in the present mindfully. Mindfulness is about embracing the present with everything it has and keeping a sense of acceptance 
as it unfolds. If you spill juice all over the kitchen counter, you don't see it as a sign of stupidity. Instead, clean it up and learn to be more careful next time. If you wish to try your hand at starting your YouTube channel, you go ahead and embrace the idea because it feels exciting. You live in the moment and learn from it without being judgmental. Moreover, mindfulness gives you the wings to fly above and beyond past and future concerns. What has happened is a bygone. What is yet to come is uncertain. You live in the present and should focus on that with clarity and devotion. Once you start doing that, you feel peaceful, happier, more confident, more focused, and also become more productive. Instead of crying over spilled milk, you adopt a learning attitude. You strive for growth because you know mistakes happen and can do better by moving on. Mindfulness gradually allows you to untie. Chapter 12, The Deep Thinking Habit A person's mind is so powerful. We can invent, create, experience, and destroy things with thoughts alone. Anonymous. I've always found this quote very powerful. It reflects the power of thoughts. Your thoughts can help you make and break things, even your life. When something holds the force to make things, why break them, right? To construct a beautiful life full of joy, you must clear your thoughts and build the habit of thinking profoundly and positively. This chapter will help you do just that. Why build the deep thinking habit? Deep thinking allows you to delve deeper into your emotions and make more sense of things. You may not understand yourself, your life, and the many problems you're stuck in only because you see what lies on the surface. Perhaps you struggle with practicing good time management, but every time you attempt a new time management strategy, you fall short of committing to it. You fail to understand the reason behind the issue because you don't probe into the matter. Maybe you don't have a clear sense of direction in life, which you find very bothersome. If you think about your genuine wants, desires, interests, and aspirations in life, you can connect the missing dots and find your purpose. Deep thinking allows you to ponder on things, clarify different aspects of life, and analyze the various angles associated with a particular situation. Once you have a better perspective of things, you can comprehend them better and make logical, informed decisions. Now that you know why you must think deeply, Let's talk about the many habits that can assist you in developing this habit over time. How to build the habit of thinking deeply. The ability to think profoundly is not a one-off thing. It's a habit you need to build with time by working on the following smaller habits that lead to it. Start with spending five minutes with yourself. Set aside five minutes daily for deep thinking without any judgment. This practice gives you time to clear your head, let go of cluttered thoughts, and contemplate pressing issues and just yourself. Here's what you need to do. Pick five minutes at any time of the day when you're free. If you can't find any time when you're free for even five minutes, just carve out five minutes from your lunch break. 
or five minutes from the 15 minutes you go to bed early. Set alarms and reminders to engage in deep thinking at that time. When your thinking time approaches, grab your journal and sit in a quiet spot. Look for any corner in your house where nobody will disturb you for five minutes. If you can't find any quiet spot, sit in your bathroom if you have to. You can even go to a park, sit in a library, or a quiet cubicle in your office. Once seated, take deep breaths for a few moments. After you've recentered yourself, think about yourself. Start with the basics of who you are and how you define yourself. Think only of yourself and nothing else. Who are you? What do you want? Why are you in this life? Take each question at a time and jot down whatever answers come to you, even if they don't make any sense. Part 4. Mindset Habits Habit allows us to go from before to after, to make life easier and better. Habit is notorious, and rightly so, for its ability to direct, even against our will. But by mindfully shaping our habits, we can harness the power of mindlessness as a sweeping force for serenity, energy, and growth. Gretchen Rubin Mindset Habits Introduction Once your mindset changes, everything on the outside will change along with it. Steve Maraboli Your mindset encompasses your beliefs, opinions, and views, shaping your thoughts, behavior, attitude, and actions. The cultivation of these elements shapes your life as a result. The mindset you nurture directly impacts all the other habits you build. Why setting the right mindset is important to practicing other habits. According to Stanford professor Carol Dweck, there are two main kinds of mindsets, growth and fixed. A fixed mindset makes you believe that your abilities and potentials are fixed traits, meaning you think you cannot change or improve them. You're likely to believe that being highly intelligent or talented is the only way to succeed in life, that hard work doesn't have any role in that regard. The growth mindset lies on the flip side of the equation. With a growth mindset, you believe you can build your abilities, develop your talents, and hone your potentials with time through hard work, effort, and consistency. Those with a growth mindset do not think they can become the next Steve Jobs. They believe that anyone and everyone can become more talented and innovative if they work at what they want. You must nurture a growth mindset to do well in life, especially when building healthy habits. It gives you the courage to believe in yourself, the strength to keep going even when you slip up, and the positivity to discipline yourself in the face of temptation. Building new habits and replacing old ones can be quite an uphill task for the better. There are days when we cannot walk an extra mile, drink more water, or hit the bed at bedtime. On all such days, you may find yourself gravitating towards your temptations. Your judgment becomes clouded, 
and you may surrender to your unhealthy habits. In such tricky times, your mindset comes to the rescue. You realize how you need to put in constant effort to achieve a goal. You know that some days may not be straightforward, and you must go the extra mile. You accept that it takes time to reach the finish line, but your hard work will never waste away. Thus, you keep trying, and that's how you gradually move to where you wish to be. That is why you need to work on shaping the right mindset to build the proper habits. Let's now discuss the different mindset habits for a successful life in this part of the book. Chapter 13. The Anti-Procrastination Habit Transformation is much more than using skills, resources, and technology. It's all about habits of mind. Malcolm Gladwell we have... Chapter 14. The Mindset Building Habit Make no mistake about it. Bad habits are called bad for a reason. They kill our productivity and creativity. They slow us down. They hold us back from achieving our goals. And they're detrimental to our health. John Rampton Have you ever wondered what role your mindset plays in your life and whether you can reshape it? Well, this chapter will give you fresh insight regarding your mental imaging and conclusions about life and how to transform it for the better. If I show you a painting and ask you to find six faults, I'm sure you'll point out all six of them, and maybe more. At the same time, if I show you the same painting to another person and ask that person to search for all the elements of perfection in it, he'll too manage to identify the right ones. Like every painting with flaws and great finesse attributes, our life is also a piece of art. It depends on what you're searching for or what you choose to focus on at any moment. If you focus on the negative aspects, your life will be like a bleak portrait. It will be an endearing one if you have a positive outlook. A positive mindset gives you hope to live, and life feels easy when you can explore different areas. Before starting this journey, it is essential to sanitize your mind first. Brain Dump Journal Have you ever felt overwhelmed and restless to an extent where your brain can't process anything? You get grumpy and lash out at people for no reason? When this happens, know it's time for a brain dump. Your brain is not your hard drive. It's your processing tool. You must remove such negativity from your mind to enable proper brain function. Jot down likes, achievements, reminders, rants, etc. Don't stress about organizing and putting margin lines. Do weekly brain dumps for improved results. And you're done. When you've decluttered your mind, it's time to start organizing your life, but you'll have to set a direction first. Review goals and vision. Are you sleepwalking through life? Yes, this is different. You may be physically awake, but mentally asleep when your body runs on auto mode 
and live without any life objectives. You don't know where you're heading. You're simply sleepwalking your life away. Setting goals is essential, and so is remembering them. Like a brain dump journal, you can also make one as a vision list. Define a significant goal, its parameters and requirements. Set milestones. Paste relatable stickers to make it inspiring and worth revisiting. Make a rough draft for a neat final look. When walking through life, it's essential to be aware of your actions. Otherwise, you can get carried away by the winds. Let's see how you can have a safe journey. Become aware of your actions. People often take feedback as an offense. The problem is not with the feedback. It's with not knowing whom to take it from, the individual. Chapter 15, The Daily Goal-Setting Habit If you're bored with life, you don't get up every morning with a burning desire to do things. You don't have enough goals. Lou Holtz The quote above clearly shows how goals add value and meaning to our life. If you often feel bored, like your life lacks meaning, it's time to enrich it with some powerful and substantial goals. We have the perfect remedy for you. This chapter focuses on helping you set the habit of building daily goals. Set goals in advance. Planning is certainly time-consuming. Just like you're supposed to plan your day ahead of time, you should similarly work on your goals. Instead of setting up your daily goals on that very day, think of what you would like to accomplish the next day the night before. Ensure you write down your targets for the next day so that you're all set to work on them the next day. When setting a goal, ensure it means something to you. Write down the compelling whys pegged to that goal. If you want to create a course module on e-commerce, why do you want to do that? Attach a starting and ending date to your goal to ensure you know when to get started with it and when it will be due. Read your goal out aloud to solidify your commitment to it. Break down your long-term goals. When a goal is too big, it scares you to the core. The idea of losing 40 pounds may sound intimidating, but the instant you think of losing a pound or two a month, it stops feeling all that frightening, right? That's the power of breaking your long-term goals into smaller bits and pieces. Take your long-term goal and break it into mid-term and short-term goals. If your long-term goal spreads over two years, have a mid-term milestone at the end of the first year with the short-term goals spread over six months. Once you have clear medium-term and short-term goals, take the short-term goals and break them down into actionable steps. These are the activities you need to do every day to accomplish the target and then move toward the midterm goal. Sew in all the activities and you have your action plan ready. Revise it regularly, say at least every two weeks, to ensure you keep heading in the right direction. Three goals per day. 
work on no more than three goals per day related to different activities of your life. Here, the term goals refer to your daily targets. For instance, your health-related goal could be to work out in the gym for 30 minutes. Your work-related goal could be to design a branding strategy for your client. And your personal goal could be to get a massage. Do not fill your plate with too many daily targets because that can be exhausting. Instead, work on any three important targets and strive to achieve them with excellence. Be consistent. Once you have an action plan, even if you're unsure of the plan but at least have a goal set in mind, work on it consistently. Consistency is the golden rule for success in every endeavor. If you take consistent action daily, you will eventually reach the finish line, even with a hundred failed attempts. Every day, you must take some action. Part 5. Productivity and Workflow Habits In essence, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently. Tony Robbins Chapter 16, The Focus Habit Only through focus can you do world-class things, no matter how capable you are. Bill Gates From classmates and colleagues, to friends and family members, we all know people who always complete their work before the due date. They know what to do to complete their work almost half the time required by an average person. They are normal human beings, just like you and me, what sets them apart from the rest is their productivity habits. Productivity habits, as the name states, are those habits that allow you to be efficient and productive in your work and duties and in your professional and personal life. Productivity habits will enable you to overcome challenges like procrastination, laziness, boredom, distractions, and demotivation. By developing productive habits, you can be efficient in all your tasks and have a better productivity rate. Staying focused is no easy task, especially during stressful days that require you to attend to cumbersome tasks. Distractions can take many forms and invade our minds anytime we try to concentrate on our work. This chapter will emphasize one thing. Habits can allow you to maintain focus. To be productive, remember that it starts from being focused. In simpler terms, the ability to focus means paying attention to a specific task or thought for a particular amount of time without getting distracted. Below are some of the habits that have helped me maintain focus. Being compassionate. Compassion means recognizing the pain and suffering of the people around you and helping them in any way you can. Being compassionate makes you more aware of your surroundings. When compassionate towards someone, you tend to focus on their behavior and moods and analyze how you could help the distressed person. There are four steps involved in being compassionate effectively. The cognitive step means creating awareness and attention about suffering in the first place. Secondly, 
The effective part focuses on the emotional effect felt after seeing another person suffering. Thirdly, the intentional part is where you wish to do something about the suffering and end it. Lastly, the motivation component is where you are ready to take action to end the suffering. Focus at will. Focusing on your work is no easy task, especially with the many distractions in our modern environments. Studies show that social media, news, gossip, and a noisy atmosphere are the leading causes of distractions. Firstly, create a work schedule and follow it to the dot. After making a routine schedule, follow it. Placing time limits on your work is an effective way of following the program without being distracted. Secondly, turn off your phone notifications. Calls, social media notifications, and news pings often distract us from our task. Chapter 17. The Single-Tasking Habit At any moment in the day, you can only do one thing at a time. And the more intentional you are about knowing what your number one is, the more present you will be. Rob Bell Single-tasking, also called monotasking, is the opposite of multitasking. It involves being wholly focused on a single task, thus ensuring you put everything else on hold until the current task is complete. Monotasking is highly efficient and productive as it keeps you focused on a single task without any distractions or side tasks that can lead to inefficiency. Remember, single tasking is all about professional workplaces and educational institutes. It's also a central practice with friends and loved ones in your personal life. When you give time to your family, ensure you're not thinking about or focused on work. Instead, give your family the full attention they deserve. Some of the most commonly used ways to increase single-tasking are Decide to do one task at a time. One of the main reasons we multitask is that we cannot decide what task to prioritize and focus on first. Instead, we combine them and take on all of them. To avoid multitasking, you should always look into your plans and schedules for tasks and goals. Prioritize your tasks by numbering and ranking them, probably from highest to lowest. You'll have to convince yourself to focus on just one task at a time and work on that. One of the tricks to focus more on the task is to say it aloud and emphasize, yes, I have to focus on just task A and complete that. Visualize yourself doing that task. This strategy involves imagery and imagination that helps you visualize how you will perform the chosen task and how you plan to achieve it. After visualizing the task, close your eyes and relax. Envision yourself preparing for the job, starting from scratch and basic steps, moving on to the complex ones and finishing them successfully. Say no to your urges and temptations. Distractions exist all around us, more so when we're trying to focus on our work. A co-worker coming to talk, 
your mobile phone ringing, and a knock on the door are some actions that break our concentration and focus level. With a solid and focused mind, telling yourself to concentrate verbally is also a great way to say no to urges. Telling yourself no when avoiding distractions out loud is crucial to keeping your focus intact at times. Focus on the end result. When focused on a task, always remember what's important here, the result. When you know the result you experience after completing a task, you will remain focused and motivated to work more efficiently on the given task. Think of why you're working on something, why a specific goal means so much, and why you must achieve a target. Think of reaching the finish line. You'll get enough motivation to do it. Reward yourself. After completing your task and getting the... Chapter 18, The Learning Habit I am always ready to learn, although... I do not always like being taught. Winston Churchill You never stop learning, whether a high school student or working a full-time professional job. You don't wake up one day and decide that you've mastered the art of coding, for example. Learning starts with small, continuous steps practiced daily for something to become a habit. That is why you need to build the habit of learning to keep growing better. The habit of learning allows us to have a more open mindset. This allows us to be a better version of ourselves by constantly learning. Learning continuously will enable us to remain valuable and maintain our expertise level. Despite our willingness to learn, hectic college and office work demands hardly leave us with any free time to make a habit of learning something new. You can develop the habit of learning effectively by engaging in the following micro-habits. Set a learning period in your daily goals list. If you've made a list of the achievement you want to achieve to attain your daily goals, you should add another one with the heading Learning Skill. Pick up any skill you've always wanted to learn. The first step in every learning is the intention to do it. Knowledge is only effective if your mind and body are ready for it. Once you've made up your mind, Deciding the appropriate time to learn and practice is the next major step. For example, some learning tasks, like learning a new language, take up to an hour of daily routine. However, some minor skills can take up to 20 to 30 minutes of your time, which is easy to do. Dedicating that time to learning something new daily allows your learning to be effective. As you know, avoid any gaps or distractions as they hurt our learning habits. Create a weekly learning planner of things you want to learn for the next seven days. Now that you've chosen a skill, it's time to schedule the components you have to practice learning effectively. If we talk about learning a new cooking recipe, the first stage is to gather all the ingredients. A pizza, for example, would require dough, yeast, cheese, tomatoes, etc., as ingredients. An oven in which to bake it is another requirement. Getting the ingredients in the correct quantity is one of the most crucial parts of learning a new recipe. The mixing, resting, and cooking all follow it.
Don't be disheartened if you get it wrong the first time. As cliche as it sounds, failure is always a primary key to success. Writing a blog. Blogging has gone quite mainstream in the last decade now. Writing a blog is more about getting the right audience than writing an article. Before you start writing, you must know the audience you've chosen to target. Is this audience ready to see the different sides of the story? Will it resonate with them? Due to the immense saturation in the blogging community, it's best to start by figuring out your competitors. Knowing your competitor is worth it, as you can analyze the strategies and angles by which they have captivated their audiences. Choosing the topics to cover would be demanding, as you have information readily available on the Internet and news channels. Choosing a unique and different case is the challenge most writers face. After meeting all the prerequisites, the final task is to start writing. Part 6. Wealth Habits Chapter 19. The Decluttering Habit The first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. Joshua Becker Cluttering happens when we become too stressed at work or too lazy to clean our space. We keep stacking books, papers, and useless documents in a pile until it's nearly impossible to locate a helpful document at the right time. Decluttering simply means removing unnecessary items from your desk or workplace, thus making our workplace look tidy and professional. Decluttering also has countless other benefits that we'll talk about below. Clutter leads to disorganization, which can cause feelings of being out of control in life. Clutter can also affect your physical health, as piles of items invite much dust, often leading to dust allergies or worse conditions. On the other hand, decluttering helps build your confidence and self-esteem by organizing your life in small, necessary steps. Since everything is organized and kept in its proper place, dusty items' chances are slim. Let's now look at the habits you can build to start decluttering. One in, one out. This is probably one of the most uncommon but helpful decluttering tips. It's simple. Whenever you bring something new home, always give away the old one. As harsh as it sounds, it doesn't mean giving away prized possessions. We have countless articles of clothing in our wardrobes that we've not even looked at in ages, yet they sit there collecting dust. Giving them away while getting a new one would benefit your storage space. To give away something you've had for a long time, you have to convince yourself, yes, I'm doing the right thing. I honestly do not need it anymore. Afterward, go through the clutter and pick out the items you've not used recently or, let's say, the past half year. You put them in a bag and get rid of them. Attack clutter 15 minutes a day, 6 days a week. When you finally decide that the clutter on your desk makes work difficult, it's time to attack it with a relaxed and calmed head. It's important to know that not everything should go into the trash. There might be some important documents and items you need in the future. To clear clutter efficiently, attack it for not more than 15 minutes a day. Thoroughly check which documents you can shred and which ones you still need. 
toss some items a day, six days a week. After keeping the essential items aside, for example, your clothes, it's time to get rid of the old ones. We usually have piles of clothes we don't need anymore. We might have outgrown them, or they're out of fashion now. Either way, it's time to get rid of them. However, getting rid of something doesn't mean throwing it away in the trash. You can donate things you don't need. You can use old clothes to make dusting clothes, or use them in other productive ways, such as to learn sewing. On the other hand, place any document not needed in the office anymore in its folder or shred it. Every weekend, attack one clutter pile until it's gone. Decluttering during the weekdays might seem a mighty task, even though it seems small and manageable. At home, we have countless piles of clutter, probably one for every room and those of every kind. Clothes, books, paper. Chapter 20. The Money Budgeting Habit. Tracking Expenses. If you're going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception. It's a prevailing attitude. Colin Powell. You don't get wealthier by thinking of having more money. Building budgeting habits are among the many ways to keep growing richer with time. Budgeting allows you to spend your money wisely, manage your expenses, and increase your savings. You later need to invest those savings in some profitable business or income source to continue multiplying your money. Budgeting may seem like an uphill task, but we have some mini habits to help you stop living from one paycheck to another. Create a monthly money budget. You wouldn't know how much you should spend and how much you can reasonably splurge if you don't have a budget. Budgeting helps you understand the financial boundaries you must and must not cross. Begin by assessing your basic needs and absolute necessities. Put down staples and necessities like groceries, utilities, bills, rent, and other essential expenses you have every month and those you cannot make do without at all costs. Set aside a flexibility room for about $100, $300, or $500 for any contingency. Add up the numbers. That final count is your must-do expenses. Set up a monthly budget to cover that amount. Keep tracking your expenditure. As the month starts and moves by, track your expenses. Divide the monthly budget into a weekly budget. Every week, there should be a certain amount of money you can spend. Keep a check on that number by observing your daily and weekly expenses. Find ways to reduce your expenses. Being creative with managing your funds isn't as hard as it seems. As essential as the basic expenses are, you can still find ways to reduce them. Here are some ideas that can help you out. Create a dollar jar and throw a dollar in it daily. It doesn't seem easy to put aside $100 right away, but if you keep tossing in a dollar each day in the jar, you'll have $100 saved in less than four months. Not a bad idea at all, right? Buy commonly used items like staple foods, groceries, and household utilities in bulk. 
Instead of buying one toilet paper roll, purchase a pack of six. You'll save some bucks and a whole lot of effort. Turn off extra lights in the rooms and avoid leaving the tap running when you're not using it. These good hacks conserve energy and lower your bills quite a bit. Avoid ordering food often and prepare meals at home. Home-cooked meals are healthier and also easier on the pocket. Every time you get an urge to splurge on something pricey, put that money aside. Say you had an eye for a pair of sunglasses at the mall worth $150. If you weren't on a budget, you might have bought those. So why not put that $150 aside and save it now? Similarly, look for exciting ways to save a few to a couple hundred dollars every month. Setting savings goals can prove massively helpful. Set savings goals. Part 7. Habits for Personal Growth You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. John C. Maxwell Habits for Personal Growth Introduction If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. Jack Cornfield Being compassionate to others is something we all try to do. In that process, we often forget to be kind to ourselves. Your personal growth depends on being friendly, kind, and respectful to yourself. Personal growth is about self-development and self-improvement. You need to work on your personality to achieve your goals, be financially successful, continuously climb the success ladder, and be the most refined version of yourself. A lazy, emotionally weak, scared, and stressed-out individual who lacks self-belief will struggle to set goals and actualize them. On the other hand, strong, confident, courageous, and positive people will find it easier to objectify their aims because they are a go-getter. This attitude does not just come on its own. Yes, you pick it from your environment, but you can also sculpt it yourself. Habits revolving around personal growth are what help you construct these virtues. Let's talk more about those habits in this part of the book. Chapter 21. The Self-Care Habit Forget inspiration. Habit is more dependable. Habit will sustain you whether you're inspired or not. Octavia Butler Self-care is about looking after your health and well-being. We've discussed some vital self-care habits in an earlier part of the book. Since we're diving into personal growth right now, it makes sense to talk about self-care once more from a different angle. Many of us are so used to not looking after ourselves. We keep forgetting our own needs, health, well-being, and development. Because of this, it's important to stress the importance of self-care habits. A tired body and mind cannot run the extra mile. Similarly, when you haven't cared for your soul for the longest time, you lose the zeal and zest to strive for betterment in life. Let's change that for the better today. Let's start caring more for ourselves. Let's work on our confidence and well-being. Let's build the self-care habits that help us achieve these goals. 
Go for a run or a light jog. Exercise promotes the production of mood-improving hormones, such as dopamine and serotonin in your body, that lifts your spirits. Every day, or if not seven days a week, then at least three to five days a week, dedicate 10 to 15 minutes to a light jog or run. Hit the streets, run around the block, and let the fresh air engulf you in its calmness. Take a break when you need it. We keep working hard, and then work some more. Amidst this process, we forget that we need a break every once in a while. You've learned how to meditate and take mindset check-ins. These habits help you tune into your feelings and take stock of your emotions. When you feel swamped and need a break, go ahead and take it. Don't question your need to relax for even one bit. Go rest for an hour. Have a 40-minute nap. Stop working on the computer when your mind feels chaotic. Read Chapter 22, The Confidence Habit Your success will be determined by your confidence and fortitude. Michelle Obama Your confidence is the best ornament you can ever wear. The glow and elegance it adds to your personality are purely magical. It shapes how you carry yourself, interact with others, and present yourself to others. The more confident you are and behave, the more you draw others towards you. Your confidence makes you a magnet for others and plays a huge role in your success in different endeavors. Let's share with you some confidence-building habits. Accept your fear instead of running away from it. Fear is nothing but a glitch in your mind. You may think you can't do something only because you believe that. You cannot embark on new adventures unless you overcome your fears. To become more confident, you must accept and face your fears head on. Instead of running away from them, here's what you should do. Write down what you're frightened of and everything that keeps you from believing in yourself. For instance, if you're scared of wearing pants suits because you think you'll look hideous, put that on the list. If you want to create your vlog but are afraid of people may make fun of you, jot that down. Create a step-by-step -step plan on how to face and manage that fear. For instance, you could make your vlog by creating short 20-second TikTok videos or videos for other video-based social media platforms. Do this weekly and then share it on other social media. Start taking those steps to face your fears. You can ask your accountability buddy to support you in this time and help you accept your fears. Through the process, give yourself powerful suggestions such as, I can do this. I'm facing my fears head on. I accept my fear of, name the fear, and I'm taking active steps to combat it successfully and the likes. Communicate your needs and wants assertively. We often don't get what we want, not because our wants are not correct, but because we don't communicate them effectively. Confidence is about conveying your message, needs, and wants assertively and correctly to your listeners. Be it your team members, co-workers, superiors, family members, friends, or followers, if you want to be the apple of everyone's eye while ensuring they listen to you, 
You must communicate with them effectively. Think of what you wish to communicate to someone before saying it. Frame the sentences and the entire talk in your head. Filter out any harmful, harsh, and impolite words from the conversation. Take care to keep the tone of the sentences clear and direct. Before actually saying what you wish to say, greet that person nicely while maintaining direct eye contact. Ask the person about their health and life happenings, and then steer the conversation towards the main agenda of the conversation. Speak politely and firmly, and detail out all you wish to say. Give the other person time to reflect on the talk and reach an informed decision. Don't budge from your stance. Stick to it assertively. Follow these guidelines religiously for some time, and very soon you'll get the hang of communicating your needs and wants. Chapter 23. The Positive Thinking Habits Our attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards us. John Mitchell When life gives us lemons, we usually complain about the unfairness. At that point, we don't realize that we get what we put out into the universe. Certain unforeseen and unfortunate events in life are outside our control and are more of a test. However, if you put those events aside and analyze the course and shape of your life, you'll realize that your life is the sum of your thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, behaviors, and actions. How our life treats us depends very significantly on our core attitude. If we focus too much on the negative things in life and all the problems we experience, we only get more of those in return. On the contrary, if we are optimistic and courageous, we start to manifest that positivity in our life too. It's crucial to mention the universal law of attraction here. The law states that like attracts like, which means if you are positive, you will attract positivity and reap negativity if you're always negative. To attract only the good things in life, the least you can do is keep a positive mindset. It also plays a magical role in developing your personality. Let's share some positive thinking habits you can adopt. Use positive words. When speaking and thinking, take great care to use only positive words. Think before speaking. And when you're thinking, actively point out the words with a negative connotation and replace them with positive words. Eliminate words and suggestions such as, I can't do this, can't, don't feel like, incapable of, I'm incompetent, miserable, and other similar words and phrases that constantly highlight issues, weaknesses, and negativity from your thought process in speech. Take charge of your thoughts. Consciously take charge of your thoughts by tuning into them every hour. Pay attention to what you're thinking about and how that affects your mood, behavior, and actions. If a thought feels unsettling, gently swap it with something more uplifting. Practice positive self-talk. Your self-talk is the key to nurturing healthy beliefs and thoughts. To start feeling good about yourself and exude positivity, 
practice positive self-talk. Check in with your thoughts throughout the day. When you notice an unsettling thought, omit the negative and stressful words from it and swap those with happier and more optimistic replacements. Chant that thought a couple of times to help it settle in your head. Every time you air, say something uplifting and encouraging to yourself, such as, It's okay. Let's try again. When you do something well, appreciate your efforts with suggestions such as, Good job. Yay, I did it. And the likes. In this manner, keep talking politely and kindly to yourself. You'll be amazed at how optimistic you start feeling in a few days. Show gratitude. Gratitude is a virtue that makes your heart swell with happiness and live with peace and contentment. It's also a vital ingredient in brewing a positive mind. Being grateful for your many blessings. Part 8. Time Management Habits You leave old habits behind by starting out with the thought, I release the need for this in my life. Wayne W. Dyer Time Management Habits Introduction This part of the book will teach you how getting time management right leads to smart work and efficiency. Time management is planning and organizing how you allocate your time between different tasks. Almost all the high achievers you've met have probably practiced time management to perfection. Despite getting the same 24 hours we all get, they tend to get more done. Effective time management is important because it leads to higher productivity and efficiency, which directly helps reduce your stress level. Furthermore, Getting your tasks done as early as possible also gives you a better professional reputation, which adds to better chances of promotion and advancement, thus allowing you to achieve more in life and fulfill your career goals. Mastering the habit of time management allows you to excel at every stage in life, from your childhood to adulthood and beyond, in both your professional and personal relationships. Chapter 24. The Self-Discipline Habit When a man is sufficiently motivated, discipline will take care of itself. Albert Einstein In layman's terms, self-discipline is the ability to take action, stay motivated, and push yourself forward, regardless of how you feel. It makes one effectively lead themselves and others in all aspects of life. Self-control and focus, the integral components of self-discipline, are the springs from which happiness, success, and achievement spout. A lack of self-discipline is one of the core factors that keep us from reaching our greatest potential. This habit is the hardest to develop and hold on to for most people. To build the self-discipline habit, empower yourself with these healthy habits. Remove Distractions Distractions of all forms keep us from achieving our daily targets. A helpful piece of advice is out of sight, out of mind. By removing your greatest distraction from sight, for example, your smartphone, you can focus more on the given task. Countdown, then take action. When feeling extremely demotivated, this trick might come in handy. Start your countdown from a low number 
in descending order, for example, from 10 to 1. Force yourself back on the task as soon as your countdown ends, giving yourself a mental push to start working. Put your goals where you can see them every day. One of the major keys to self-discipline and success is to define clear and specific goals and put your goals in writing where you can see them every day. Writing goals on a piece of paper that you then put in your wallet, posting them on the fridge, and making your goals a note on your desktop or mobile phone are common ways of looking at your goals daily. Remind yourself why you started. Mental obstacles like self-doubt and fear can make us go off track and lose focus on our goals. When you think about quitting, just remind yourself why you started the particular process in the first place. Remind yourself about all the days when you thought you could not move forward due to any problem, but you found a way to overcome that. Chapter 25, The Time Management Habit The bad news is, time flies. The good news is, you're the pilot. Michael Altshuler Time management is critical to get the most out of your day and remaining productive. Time management is about staying focused, changing your behavior for the better, and devoting attention and effort to each task. Efficient time management will help you improve and progress throughout your career in your professional life. Organizing each day to complete your tasks on time, staying engaged and focused during important meetings, and being creative in your studies are key ways to manage your time well. Along with our professional life, time management allows us to manage the work-life balance in a perfect ratio without disturbing either of them. Thanks to time management, after leaving the workplace satisfied, it's easier to spend time with our friends and family without being stressed about work. In contrast, being unable to manage your time correctly will leave you overwhelmed and stressed, along with a tight work schedule that you are behind on. Below are habits that will help you manage your time exceptionally well. Set the goals right away. Achieving your goals at the right time is a core part of time management. When it comes to time management, setting the right goals is crucial. Start with small goals, and that's not breaking larger goals into smaller ones. Setting those small goals will help you achieve them immediately, giving you a head start and motivating you to do more. Prioritize work. When prioritizing work, it's better to list all your tasks and then prioritize them. Set reminders about priority tasks and why you've made them your priority. Use post-it notes to help you with the functions. Audit your time for seven days straight. Auditing and taking accountability is an excellent way to manage time. Assess how you spend your time daily and record it. Split the day into hours and analyze where you've worked and where you might have wasted your time. Reduce time wastage and increase work in any deserving area. By the end of the week, you'll have the numbers in the form of working, time-wasting, relaxing, etc., which will make it easier for you to make changes. Start with your most important task. Starting with the most critical task increases your productivity, 
because there are fewer distractions and interruptions in the morning. In addition, we feel more motivated and focused on work early in the morning rather than later in the day. Finishing the critical and challenging tasks would motivate you to do more, and finishing smaller studies later would feel like a reward. Avoid multitasking. If you want to get more work done in a lesser time, stop multitasking. As good as it sounds, multitasking is an inefficient way of completing your tasks as you will not focus entirely on one charge. On the other hand, monotasking is an efficient and productive way of handling your tasks. Taking one job at a time will have your complete attention and focus, leading you to make fewer mistakes. Delegate work. Delegating work means handing your workload to someone else and giving them the authority to complete it. This method is available to people in a man- Chapter 26, The 80-20 Habit. The way to create something great is to create something simple. Richard Koch. As we'd mentioned earlier, the 80-20 rule also called the Pareto Rule, states that the relationship between the input you're putting and the output you receive is hardly ever balanced. It says that 20% of your efforts produce 80% of the result. To make the most effective use of your time, you should learn to recognize and focus on the 20% effort you put in. If you're skeptical, we understand. Try following the 80-20 rule for a few days and see for yourself. Identify all your daily or weekly tasks. When it comes to your professional life, identifying and prioritizing your tasks is important, especially when the Pareto Rule comes into play. Use a planner or a to-do list to track your daily tasks. It saves time and is a productive way to keep the record. Identify key tasks. After identifying your daily or weekly tasks, the next step is to determine which functions out of the list are key tasks. These are the crucial tasks that you must prioritize. What are the tasks that give you more return? After successfully identifying the critical tasks, assess the functions that give more return. In simple terms, you'll have to assess and identify which tasks are important enough to get the 20% effort but will produce the 80% output. Brainstorm how you can reduce or transfer the tasks that give you less return. After selecting the tasks that require your 20% effort for the 80% output, you'll see which tasks give you less return. The best way to reduce or transfer those tasks is to delegate them to your subordinates or share them with your co-workers who may help you out in this regard. Create a plan to do more that brings you more value. Make a plan to do more tasks of great importance in your professional life. Extremely crucial tasks are beneficial for the business in the long run, and planning on completing those would undoubtedly put you in a good light with the management. Use 80-20 to prioritize any project you're working on. As a project manager, 
you want to complete the briefing and start the work as soon as possible. A lecture of two hours would be less efficient than a slideshow or chart spanning over 30 minutes that briefly explain the project and its steps. Set a plan to focus on activities that bring the most result. Doing exercises that get the most result first is the best way. Use a planner to write down the tasks guaranteed to help you complete the activity on time. Starting on these tasks as early as possible in the morning is an efficient way to experience enhanced productivity as fewer distractions occur. Another reason this works effectively is that you're more active and energetic in the morning than later in the day. To keep rocking at time management, build the time-blocking habit. We'll discuss different micro-patterns to help you develop this particular habit. Chapter 27. Time-Blocking Habit Out of Routine Comes Inspiration Mike Costabi Time-blocking is a crucial productivity technique that involves doing a single high-priority task or a group of functions in a specific time block. Time-blocking allows us to prioritize important tasks with time-sensitive matters, progress on projects, and deal with clients without being available 24 hours a day. These habits help you deal with important tasks and complete them on time. Adding blocks to your time might sound like messing up your calendar. In contrast, filling up your calendar with important tasks and duties will be difficult for others to distract you. Develop your list. When you decide to begin time-blocking, the first thing to manage is making a list. List down the things you need to get done for the following week. These include work tasks and activities, family time, every goal you have to achieve for the week, etc. When it comes to crucial appointments and projects, add a symbol next to it, displaying its importance level, for example, a friend's wedding. Start with high-level priorities. You've added your tasks and activities to the list for the day or week. Knowing your high-level priorities is essential here, as you'll shape your schedule around those activities. Starting early in the morning is a good time, as there are fewer distractions and you are completely active and energetic. Try to limit your top priority tasks to two to three per day for your ease. Create a daily blueprint. While making a blueprint, you must assess how much time you have in the day and how much you can assign to each task. Depending on the job, the blueprint should account for daily tasks, meetings, short breaks, traveling, and client meetings. The main focus, however, is on your important tasks and projects. Set aside time for both deep and shallow work. Deep work is long-term work, such as writing, coding, and designing, where you want to work without distractions. You must set aside huge blocks of time specifically for this purpose. On the other hand, shallow work is short-term work, such as phone calls and email responses, also known as reactive tasks. Add blocks for reactive tasks each day. 
regarding reactive tasks, add blocks for them, despite how small they seem. Be realistic about the time reactive tasks may take before dedicating a time block to them. Write down your daily to-do list. Ensure you down your tasks for the upcoming day and put them in the appropriate times. Ensure you have ample slots for both shallow and deep tasks. You must remember that this is just a framework of how it should work. It might take you some time to get the to-do list right. Having discussed the different habits, let's examine their performance strategy. Performing Strategy Duration Decide a specific time duration for every habit and religiously stick to it. Begin working on a habit for a couple of minutes, then gradually increase the duration. Part 9. Spirituality Habits Humans are imperfect creatures. You don't succeed because you have no weaknesses. You succeed because you find your unique strengths and focus on developing habits around them. Tim Ferriss Spirituality Goals Introduction We face different troubles, insecurities, fears, losses, and grief in our lives from time to time. These occurrences affect our mental health, and we may fall victim to depression and anxiety. However, when we connect to our spiritual side, we find it easy to overcome these troubles because we know our purpose in life. Having a clear sense of purpose and direction to follow resolves many issues. When we know what we want and where we're heading, we find the strength to battle our griefs, doubts, fears, and challenges. This part of the book will introduce you to spiritual habits and how to inculcate these to bring a better change in your life. Spirituality nurtures inner peace and growth. Once you build some powerful spiritual habits, they become a source of harmony and hope for you. Consequently, these habits grant you contentment and make you a better person. If you wish to rejuvenate your soul, understand and build the spiritual habits presented in this section. Chapter 28. The Gratitude Habit the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Samuel Johnson The first step toward spirituality is to grow the attitude of gratitude in your daily life. Most often focus on what we desire rather than what we already have. If we try to be aware of our countless blessings, we can easily find moments of gratitude in our everyday life. No matter how hard life is on you, find in yourself the graciousness to feel blessed for the food on your table, your house, and your job. Many people in this world do not have access to these necessities. Most of all, be thankful for this life, which is a gift. Once you cultivate the habit of gratitude, you'll see how it will transform your state of mind and your life outlook. You'll have the power to turn problems into possibilities and impatience into calmness. The real challenge is to train yourself to master this skill so well that it becomes second nature to you. This chapter will teach you micro habits that will help you do that. Start small. When you start something new, you don't have to start big. 
Lao Tzu rightly said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Gratitude is incredibly simple. You can start by taking five minutes out of your busy routine to appreciate something good that happened to you. It can be time spent with a friend, something pleasant someone said, or a meal you liked that day. Stop comparing right now. If you sincerely want to master the gratitude habit, comparing yourself to other people is a big no. It's very tempting to compare your life to other people's, especially in this age of social media, but doing so will do you no good. Learn to appreciate yourself and celebrate with others. A smart strategy is to note down three things you find good about yourself that you can identify as your strengths. Another way is to limit the use of social media, because everything you see on social media is not... Chapter 29. The Smiling Habit Happiness is a habit. Cultivate it. Albert Hubbard A smile is a powerful tool to connect with others and feel good about yourself and your life. Several studies have found that smiling has a profound impact on your well-being. If you commit to smiling more often, you will start living a happier life. Researchers believe that a smile stimulates a particular set of muscles in the face, muscles strongly associated with feelings of happiness and joyfulness. When you smile, you send signals to the emotional center of your mind to indicate that all is well. This reduces stress and increases contentment. Sean Acor says adopting smiling as a regular habit has multiple benefits, such as lifting your mood, and raising your emotional intelligence level. Although small-seeming, this change can be contagious, and the best thing about a smile is that it's free. This chapter offers practical tips to make smiling a permanent habit in your life. Practice smiling. Smile, right now, no matter where you are reading this. Put a big smile on your face and try to imagine something negative in your mind. You won't manage to do it, because it's hard to hold any unhappy feelings while smiling. You can start by smiling three times extra in a day, in addition to your usual smiles. This should include situations when you do not smile normally, such as formal meetups or official presentations. You can do this for an entire week. Consider it a seven-day smiling trial. Remind yourself to smile periodically throughout the day, even if you have to force it. You can eventually develop smiling as a habit by following a few simple tips. Place visible notes with a smiley face image in your home and office to remind yourself to smile often. Set plenty of reminders on your phone to prompt you to smile every few hours. Mark entries in your calendar every time you smile. Smile in front of a mirror and notice your facial expressions. Keep this impression in your mind to recreate that moment whenever you see someone. Smile the instant you get up in the morning. Go to bed with a smile on your face. Give yourself a smile cue. Now that you've learned the importance of a smile and how to practice it, remember to do it as you go through your day. 
The trick is to create some cues and smile every time you encounter these cues for one week. Some ideal cues are a sound you often hear during a day, for example, your ringtone, or an email alert beep. Any action can make you remember to smile, such as sitting in or getting out of your car or holding the door handle when you enter your home or office. A visual sign, like seeing someone having coffee or watching someone smiling. Stay motivated. Motivation is the key to building new habits. You can motivate yourself to smile by keeping in mind its benefits. Remember that you like the people who smile while they talk to you. They create a pleasant impression as it makes them look confident and welcoming. Smiling on the phone will soften your speaking tone, enabling you to build a better connection with the listener. Another way. Chapter 30. The Journaling Habit Do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. Maya Angelou A great way to connect with your soul is to express your thoughts and feelings in a journal. It would help if you adopted it as a spiritual habit, as it offers countless benefits that remain true in your life. Firstly, journaling helps you be more productive by focusing on specific goals and tasks. You learn to live in the present and become more mindful as a person. Journaling improves your memory and boosts your emotional intelligence. It also reduces stress and enhances your mental well-being. Human memory fades with time and becomes vague with age. When you keep a journal, you record your memories, past experiences, and life lessons that can shape your future. It's hard to build new habits. That's why we're making an effort in this book to encourage you to write in a personal journal every day. You'll learn how to do it and make it an essential part of your daily life. Set aside time daily. You have to make a strict commitment to yourself to schedule time for journaling. Set aside 5, 10, or 20 minutes daily for this activity. It can be any time convenient for you. Ideally, it should be morning, as your mind is most active at that time. If your mornings are busy, you could use nighttime to document everything that happened that day. Use the right journaling tools. Choosing the proper journaling method and tools is the key to building consistency in your habit. Start with a handwritten journal first, as it is easy to maintain. A digital journal is another option you may utilize. There are also different mobile applications that make journaling quite enjoyable. Try each tool for a few days, then commit to the one you find more compelling. Create the right journaling environment. You have to create a comfortable environment for journaling with no noise and distractions. Since you write about yourself and your thoughts, you need isolation in a place or room far from others' presence. Technology is also a big distraction in the current era. Avoid its use while journaling. Protect your privacy. You should protect the privacy of your journal at any cost. The simplest way is to carry it in your bag at all times. That way, 
You'll have your journal if you feel an unexpected situation where you need to write down your thoughts immediately. Do not allow anyone to have a look at your journal, no matter how much you trust that person. Date each entry. You must make entries in your journal with the exact date and time. Dating is important because you may be urged to look back at your journal entries later. Dated entries can help you understand the thought processes behind important life events. What to write in your personal journal? Before adopting this as a habit, you must know what to write in your journal. There are quite a few different types of journaling. You have to find what suits you best and fulfill your aims of journaling. For example, you can write down the three things you're most grateful for, your most important goal for the day, and the lessons you learned from the previous day. Studies have shown that writing about harrowing life experiences releases... We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Voice Over Work and Audiobook Sampler. Where do you listen? If you're looking for other places to listen, you can find us on YouTube or at RussellEricNewton.com. <laughs>